Welcome. We have a special edition today to Finding What Drives You podcast. We have a father, husband of two, or sorry, father of two, husband. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to do magic tricks already. Uh, we'll learn about how he was raised, how he converted his life into struggles, and how overcame uh, adversities and used magic to, you know, conquer all his problems and escape reality throughout life, and how it's helped him become the man he is today. Tyler, the magic man, pain. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks. I appreciate it. Don't don't tell my wife that I'm a husband of two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't tell. I think I think she knows now. Thanks. I was so. actually calling my buddy Corey Chappelle, man, and asking him, what can I do for uh my buddy who's a magician coming on? He's like, go to Party City and grab you some a magic hat and a cape and uh end up finding some stuff at home. <laughs> <laughs> I, th I think only you would have magic stuff at home just <laughs> yeah. in a in a in a chest like at the foot of your bed just ready to I go. I do have a magic chest. I do. I've always loved magic <laughs> and uh, happy to discuss that today. Um we worked at American Safety together, did confined space rescue, and uh you always had the magic man on your hard hat. Yeah. So, man, uh, to discuss your your time with uh, American Safety and getting into safety and having that sticker on your hard hat. Yeah, so um, uh, for one, American Safety really was a great stepping stone for me. Uh, you know, when I worked there with you, like you said, we did rescue together, but doing the rescue kind of shaped um, how I view safety as a whole, and it kind of helped um, shape my view of that safety was in its infancy stage, you know? Um, oh yeah. And, and, and it still does evolve. Um, but uh, the whole magic, the, the magic man sticker, uh, that evolved from just me, me being the magic guy, even throughout high school. Um, uh, everybody calls me magic man or magic Mike, even though my name is not Mike and I'm not, I've heard that before too. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not really, I don't, I don't look like Channing Tatum, but I'll take it. Uh, um, the, the thing with magic is um, uh, it started at a young age. Uh, uh, at a, I think seventh grade, seventh grade, I discovered a magic. I went to the library. Uh, you know, when you're in elementary school or middle school, you, you go like with your fancy bookmark that you made and you oh, kind of yeah. go as a, as a class and you walk in the library and it's like the nostalgia of, I don't know what I want to read, Oh yeah, but I'm just going to stick my bookmark in there and kind of just, pull a book out and see if it sticks. Well, that's what I did. I walk in and I stuck my bookmark in there. I pulled out a book and it said like how to fool your friends or, or you know, for fun and to be popular or something like that. Yeah. Right. And it was how to trick your friends to be popular. Yeah. You know? <laughs> We're all learning that trick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And uh, I was like, Oh, that's cool. I just flipped through a few pages and I, and I saw like really basic illustrations of like coins in hands or like, uh, illustrations of like uh, holding a deck of cards. I was like, oh, okay, it's like a magic book, you know. Right. And at the time, I had a cousin that uh, that did magic, and he would always fool me. And I was just a little kid, you know, so he would never t tell me how it was done. But I just loved the idea of knowing, like, I know there's a way you're doing, it, yeah. Right? And so, uh, obviously, I took that book home. I learned everything in that book, and uh, just kind of it snowballed from there. It's snowball, man. The old uh, coin in the ear trick, you know, the cup trick. I loved them all, too. I loved magic growing up and can't wait to dive into that. So we did rescue together, and thank God we didn't have to magically rescue someone out of a, a confined space. So <laughs> yeah. so we did a lot of stuff out there, wrapping in the buckets, and and uh, you showing me magic tricks. And mm -hmm. it was exciting times out there, uh, even though a lot of people would not know what to do for 10 or 12 hours just sitting there right. <laughs> watching people work. Right. <laughs> so thank you for right. American safety for your time. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. I, uh, I have a lot of, uh, <laughs> you know, great stories about watching people work and, and us sitting there watching them getting, getting paid in the shade <laughs> paid in the shade. Yes. <laughs> so what's the most exciting thing in your life right now? Uh, definitely my, my, my little ones. Yes. I mean, honestly, I know it's, it, it's, it's kind of cliche, but, uh, my little ones is they're like, you know, in its entirety, they're my purpose. Right. I, I think as, as most fathers would, would agree, or most parents in general would agree. Uh, that's the, my biggest focal point right now is just my family raising my two-year-old, raising my eight-year-old, you know? Um, and of course my wife too. So yes, definitely. of course, raising her. 
<laughs> no, more like the other way. Yeah. No. We want to talk about the two husband thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sometimes everything happens for even mistakes when you're on the opening act. Right. <laughs> so you can tell I'm not I'm a terrible magician magician and entertainer already. <laughs> you should have pulled a bunny out of it. Yeah, yeah. dude, yeah. that would have been cool. <laughs> you know how many guys have reached up or, or reached out to me like on a job site and just we're there for like really professional reasons, nothing to do with magic whatsoever. But for some reason, people hear that I do magic, and like that's all I that's all I am to them. Right, right, and then it just <laughs> yeah. becomes, then it just it just becomes like dance monkey dance. So we'll be like in a an important meeting, and they'll like take off their hard hat, hey, pull pull a rabbit out of this. Yeah, exactly. Like, come on, dude. <laughs> oh yeah, dude, I hear you. I do. I play golf, and people are just like, hey, this guy can smack it four hundred yards. Watch him. I'm like, dance monkey dance kind of type of thing. Yeah, same yeah. thing. Yeah. Well, dude, yeah. So, um, you know, you got. Into magic, and uh, we talked about, you know, I called you and asked you, like, hey, what's so what's your story? Because I really, all those times at rescue, we didn't really talk about our childhoods, and even though we have similar childhoods, um, you might dive into that and how you had a rough childhood growing up, and magic pretty much saved your life. You know, it was a, it was a way for you to escape reality, and uh, you know, I'm curious to, to to hear about it, and maybe someone out there can relate to it. I know I I can too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, as a child, I definitely, I definitely didn't have it, you know, uh, the hardest that I've ever seen. Um, but I also didn't have a whole lot growing up. I did have two parents that were together. So, you know, that was, that was a plus side. Right. Right. Um, I didn't have a split home physically, but I grew up in a very split home mentally. Right. So, um, consistent feelings of just being invalidated, um, I never felt like I was good enough just because uh, my my father isn't a very good person, right? And uh, I, if he sees this, that's totally fine. You don't have to cut it. Um, All right. Yeah. No. Uh, he's he's just not a very good person. I grew up with a dad that was super manipulative. Uh, he could never do any wrong. Um, he would gaslight other people. He would do wrong and then find ways to like blame you and like you're the reason why he did wrong. I did get hit quite a bit, you know, as a parent now, I, I, I definitely don't resort to like spanking my kids, nothing against people who do. Right. It's just, it's just my, my personal opinion and my personal choice of parenting is more, um, which I'm still learning, but is more on, on the, the, um, soft parenting, you know, but, um, yeah, I, I grew up in a very mentally, mentally split home. Uh, my dad was a, was a drug addict when I was real little and, a lot of those traits just never really left him. Right. Right. It just never really left him. He, he, he's always just um, manipulative and he was always on the move about this may be something good going on, but he'll find a way to screw it up. Right. Um, or say he had, he had an opportunity of uh, to possibly change something in, in my life as a, as a child or his life or his marriage, he would always resort to his old, habits and his old ways and he would find a way to to screw that up and i i just i observed uh from a very young age uh my mom who just in my opinion just truly never really seemed happy oh i wonder why yeah, yeah and man, that's that's uh, harry i felt bad for your mom and your kid and you guys the kids always mm. suffer the most during something like that yeah and uh i, I don't know if she would ever admit it now and I definitely don't think she would admit it back then, but just as a mom knows their son, a mom or a son knows their mom. Right. So I, I would often see her go to the room and, you know, cry and go to the room and, you know, literally just talk to herself, talk to herself about what is she doing wrong? Why is she feeling this way? And, you know, me and my two brothers, uh, we would see how manipulative my, my father was. And still is to this day. Um, he's. You still see him? I still see him. Um, he. he oh man, it, you know, it, it's 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 a little tough because I, I do still see him. I do have a semi relationship with him, but I have very, very, very thick boundaries. Right. Um, just because my goal in life is as crappy as it sounds. My goal in life is to not be him. Well, I think it's a good thing. And there's a lot of people that can relate out there. Uh, myself included. Mm. Yes, definitely went through a lot of that. 
and um you know my my mom thank thank goodness got away and um and they separated she had to or else it were, who knows how far it could have gotten so yeah i do feel bad for your mom how's your mom doing now uh him and uh, my mom they're still together still together oh, they're man. still together uh you know, it's crazy, kind of upsetting. I'm not gonna. Yeah, lie. no, no, it, no. It, 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 <laughs> it, it definitely is upsetting, man, and uh, I, I totally understand why why you say that because for years and years and years before before I committed myself to just bettering myself, not only as a person, but before I made that commitment to find ways to cope with my worries, with my stress, like as somebody who deals with you know high functioning anxiety if you will right i said that lightly because you know that's not necessarily a diagnosable like, mental thing right. these days mm -hmm. there's all forms of anxiety but high functioning anxiety is sort of like on the rise right and so before i made that commitment to try to help cope with those things i would consistently worry about my mom yeah right? and especially because she was just so in denial her her whole life and still is by a sweetheart she is like. yeah she's I get some of my worrying traits from her, right? Because she just wants people to be happy. Yeah. Right? And she she never really put herself first. Definitely. So uh, eventually you had to make the decision to focus on yourself and better yourself in order to get out of that situation. Mm -hmm. So what would you say was your breaking point at that time or, you know, what age did, did that happen? Um, actually, it, it wasn't that long ago. Really? Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. Um, I, I had had two boys already. You know, I had a, I have an eight year old and I have a two year old and I'd say maybe when my, my two year old was about six months old, um, stuff hit the fan really bad between my parents and I, and I actually didn't talk to my father at all for, I don't know, at least a year. I mean, I just, I didn't yeah. care to talk to him. Frankly, I still don't care to talk to him. Right. Um, I didn't talk to my mom, um, because I, I had to set boundaries with her. Um, as as good of a person she is, I had to set those boundaries. Like, stop calling me, and telling me, and complaining about him right. when you know that I'm going to react and I, and I'm going to want what's best for you. And at that point, you're just going to deny what I'm saying. Right. You know, so I had to set those boundaries boundaries with her, and that ended up me not talking to my mom either yeah. for a certain period of time. And over over that period of time, I think she kind of woke up to some of her problems. Right. And uh, we're, my mom and I, at least, we're having a pretty stable relationship now. Uh, I think part of that is just because she doesn't talk to me about those things anymore. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it hurts me because I know they still exist. Right? Right, right. I just know that she just doesn't talk to me about it anymore. Yeah, that's, uh, that's something, man. I just I always talk about how you're a part of your environment and whatever you listen to, whatever you see, that's what you talk about. And that's what lives in your unconscious mind. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you cut it off for a year and you already saw some changes. I'm sure. What did you do? What did you listen to? What, what did you start feeding your, your uh, eyes and ears? Yeah. So um, it, it was actually a, a, truthfully, it was a collage of things. At the same time, my, my wife was struggling really heavily with postpartum depression. And so um, what I did was I took into account seeing my poor wife going through what she's going through, not really being able to experience early motherhood. And then I also thought of what my mom is going through. And then I also thought what I go through, you know, kind of as a middleman. Mm -hmm. And I, I sought therapy. I started seeing a therapist. Um, those boundaries that I, that I talked about, those stemmed from going to, going to see a therapist. I was at the point one time I was seeing her biweekly. Right. Yeah. Cause By the best thing ever, right? Dude. I, I'm, when I tell people this, they they're always like you know it, it's cool you're so open about it because you're a guy right i'm like hey, i get it you know most of the time guys hold things in they bottle them mm -hmm. um look over time it becomes not only burnout it just becomes so unsustainable right to withhold all of your emotions and don't get me wrong i'm, I'm not perfect in any way shape oh, or form no. like it's a journey right, right? of but, course it's never uh, any battle yeah never never ending man and um, I, I'm trying to shape it from a never-ending battle just to a never-ending journey, right? Absolutely. And, um, yeah, so I, I did seek therapy uh, bi-weekly. I was seeing her. I really opened up to her. My my wife sought therapy. Um, she's she's uh, slowly but surely getting better, Good. Um, which makes me 
a hundred times happier. Right. Because right? now she's at the point where he's two years old now. And now she's like learning how to like enjoy motherhood. She's right. never been a bad mom. Right. Yeah, yeah. She, she always did. She always took care of him. She was always an amazing mother. Of course. Never you know, like hit him or shook him yeah. or, you know, nothing like that. It wasn't that type. It was just like, she just cannot be happy. Yeah. Right? She was, she was. People call it battling demons. They call it all kinds of things. You yeah. Know? You know, it's, it's, uh, learn how to control your emotions and um, you have to find something you have to, you know, there's a, there's a big, there's a bigger purpose in this life and it, it can't be a, this, it can't be this hard and, and tough on you. You got to find a way to enjoy life. Uh, we've talked about it many times on this, this show that the version of success is not, you know, financially, it's about waking up and just being happy and enjoying and be excited for the day. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's my version of success. It's my version of just like, living the be my best life yeah. yeah, and that you got to find a way to do that. And it is possible in your perspective and your mindset. It's got to start there. And then you got to find how, find a way to pick some goals and start, try to start reaching them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And uh, I love that you mentioned goals because I'm super goal heavy. Right. You know, I always make sure they're attainable, measurable, um, you know, smart goals. I'm right. sure you, I'm sure you've heard of those. And small, yeah. I'm sure your therapist said check marks, small yep. check marks, small victories. Yep. That small. confidence. Start believing in yourself. Start trusting your own words. Exactly. Because you know when you grow up feeling so invalid, and when you grow up feeling so not good enough or just so small, uh, and when you grow up with somebody who's just so manipulative, right? You, it rubs off on you, man. Yeah. Like you, you grow up as, as an adult, you're like, am I right? Yeah. Start questioning everything about your life. That's, it's crazy. It's just sad because people are a product of their environment and people don't know how shitty an environment could be. Mm -hmm. And then especially when you're left alone trying to figure it out and you're just too young to figure it out, you know, you mm -hmm. need some type of mentor or a therapist or someone positive to pull you up out of that and let you know that you're, you have limited beliefs and you got to start, you know, stretching those out. And thinking right. a little bit outside the box and and believing yourself. Right. <laughs> I know people just it's uh and there's more people that are going through that than not. Right. So um we're trying to that's what this show's about is let people know how to get out of that, maybe give them some advice or tips or uh, relatability. And mm -hmm. you found magic, right? To get you out of that. Absolutely. Yeah. So um something else that was a big culprit into how I am today or how I was before I sought therapy anyway, mm -hmm. was the fact that my, my family is, it's not typical. Right. So my dad was, was always somebody who I never really cared about his criticisms because I, I just, I don't really, I didn't like the way he, he didn't lived agree his with life. Him. Yeah. I just don't agree with him. And uh, you never seek advice from somebody you wouldn't take criticism from, you know? Right. So I'm like, yeah, whatever. I just felt alone. Right. My brother, um, my, I'm the youngest of, of three boys. My, my oldest brother, he was like seven years older than me. So right. he didn't really have a whole lot to do with my childhood. Mm -hmm. But the middle brother, uh, he was a drug addict. He still is a drug addict. I don't, I don't talk to him, but we do have a lot. We have similar stories. Yeah. <laughs> I have two older brothers as well. And the middle one is, is a drug addict. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I don't deal with him. I don't, I don't care to see him. I get as, as a, as Does a kids. Thankfully, no. Oh, yeah. That's good. Thankfully, no. Um, it's just, as far as I know, it's just him. He kind of floats around and lives place to place and pretty heavy into drugs. But all I can do is say, hey, good luck. I hope you find your way. But other right. than that, I don't, I don't really care to talk to him. But right. a big a big part of that was I was the only one that was kind of typical in my family growing up. And so they always expected, like, so much of me, right? Um so I had to learn at a, at a pretty young age how to live life. And not that I did it right for a long time. Right. But I had to learn, you know, go get a job. I held two jobs in high school, too. Right. I worked two jobs in high school. I hear you. Um, I worked at Double Tree uh, Hotel throughout high school, too. And yeah. I hear you, brother. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I worked two jobs in high school. Uh, I've, been, I've been on my own since I was 17. Uh, my parents lost, lost everything when my dad lost his job. Um. And I just had to learn super early. And then so that the reason why I had to do that was because of the type of guy my dad was. Right. Right. So trying to be the opposite and find a way to just do better. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And um seeing seeing what my mom goes through today, 
seeing how my parents lived and by by no means do you have to have a lot of money just like you say you don't need money to be happy you don't need a fancy home to be happy you don't need a, a an amazing job to be happy happiness is you know within you and yeah it's your job to find that so right. that, that's really that's really my goal man just right well i talk about it man all the time and it's probably the worst word but people that act like victims you know it, you never win. You can't win if nothing's ever your fault. You got to somehow, even in your situation, it's definitely tough. You're, you're dealt a bad deck of cards, and that's actually good, good use of words <laughs> right there. Yeah. But you got to learn. You probably were acting like a victim for a long time, right? Mm -hmm. And eventually, when you started improving, what did you finally say, screw this? I'm going to change my mindset, and I'm going to stop blaming everybody and take accountability for what I, my, what my own actions. We talked a little bit about it, but you touched on that. Yeah, no, uh, I, I think that's a good segue into one of my pillars, man. It's self-reflection. Right. Self-reflection, man. Uh, even to this day, my wife will respectfully call me out like, hey, you're playing pity me. Right. You know, because she loves me and mm -hmm. she knows she knows the journey that I'm that I'm on. And 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 sometimes sometimes I do still play pity me. Right. When I when I'm feeling burnt out or when I don't want to do something or. Um, but yeah, what does that what does that do for you when you when you do that? Absolutely nothing, dude. Right. It, it, it doesn't plain pity me. It just it prolongs. It, it prolongs self-reflection. Right. And I, you can also start digging a hole. And when you start digging in a hole, start leading to, you know. Depression. Depression. Yeah. yeah. So you want to try to avoid that at all costs, <laughs> you know, and then learn how to climb your way out of it for sure. But, yeah. Yeah. So how would you overcome it? What what, what was your, uh, your ways out? Aside from therapy, I started uh, started journaling. I started, yeah. I started actually, uh, sponsored by remarkable too. <laughs> I say that everyone, <laughs> they're going to pay me one of these days. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I don't journal as much as I should, but I do journal. Uh, I started writing down, um, the truth, straight up the truth. I started looking at myself in the mirror and I started writing down, um, things that I do that may, that may be considered toxic to other people. I started writing down things that my wife has maybe mentioned that I, that I, that I turned the other cheek to and really started thinking to myself, like, is she right? Or am I a good person? Right. What is a good person? Right. And, uh, ultimately it, it, it made me think of my dad a lot. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately I am my father's son. Right. Right. So naturally sometimes I may have certain characteristics or certain ways of thinking just because that was the common prejudices that I grew up around right. right that that's my common sense right so um sometimes i have to catch myself and i yeah <clears throat> but to get out of it i started journaling uh obviously therapy helped and i just started using self-reflection self-reflection uh started making those goals whether they were short-term like two-week goals or whether right. they were you know uh, what were some of them if you don't if you remember yeah, uh, one of, one of my one of my first goals was to be open to my wife about how I felt. Right. The truth is, is that you can love your wife, right, and you guys can have an amazing marriage, right, and you guys can be happy. But the truth is, is that there's plenty of things on our minds, her as a wife and me as a husband, that may bother us that we just don't say. <laughs> We just don't say it, right? Right. Yeah, I just thought about a lot of instances right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, even even just small things. So right? you can't just pull out a magic trick and she just gets over it. I mean, I, <laughs> she knows I'm good with my hands. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually uh, yeah. Uh, after this, I'll tell you how I met my wife. <laughs> That's uh, a good one there. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I I I made it a goal to be more open about my emotions to my wife. Because ultimately, she's my best friend. Right. Right. What do you, what do what do you do with your best friend? You vent. You guys are business partners. Your team. You know, it's all about you guys trying to get a good, build a good example for your your yep. little ones. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 it's during those times where like I may not, I may be holding stuff back, and she's so good at sensing it. Mm -hmm. You know, she might be like, "What's going on?" You know. So communication. We've we've talked about this a few times in there. Communication's everything. Yeah. It's definitely yeah. a tough. It's that's one of the toughest things I've had to try to conquer too is communicating because you you know how how you're raised you kind of just ingrain yourself this pattern of how you deal with stuff and um 
for me it was silence the silent treatment and being on my own and so that's i'm trying to get away from that as well so to this day mm -hmm. i've gotten a lot better but it's still a work in progress like we yeah, talked about definitely definitely and, and it's good for you man you have no idea how happy it is or you know how happy it makes me to to see people that i've worked with like maybe almost 10 years ago now right right or like eight yeah eight or so years ago and like dude you're you're striving you're you have so much going for you and your family i'm dude it makes me happy exactly for sure makes me happy one of the best things I started working on is I just wake up in the morning and popping out of bed. You know, I'm learning to get up before my alarm, which is still tough. But and just right when I wake up, saying thank you, God, and just listing things that I'm appreciative for and just trying to start my day. of just being grateful and appreciative because I, I listened to this person say, I forgot who it was, but you can't be angry or resentful or pissed off if you're grateful and appreciative. So I try to treat everything like I'm just grateful and appreciative and. You know, I'm very happy to be here and I'm blessed. Yeah, definitely. Uh, me too. Me too. You know, I can think of a thousand reasons why this week or last week kind of sucked, but I, I try to switch my mindset to thinking of a thousand ways and reasons why last week was great. Right. Like grat gratitude of life is a goal for me. Absolutely. It, it, it truly is, man. I, I think, you know, worrying about, yesterday's troubles would take away tomorrow's peace right and so and, and that's not 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 my quote I, no, i've heard it I, no, i've heard dude. it a lot hey right? well you're feeding your you're feeding your eyes and ears with some positive stuff and that's what it's all about man that's how you get to start making that turn and start having your unconscious brain start working the right direction for you and i really do believe that man that you live well you sleep well i say it all the time i know but i think if you have a lot of your mind and you listen you're around negative people all day or you're committing sins or you're doing all these different bad things, it's going to help. It's going to eat away at you. Mm. And it's going to start coming out of your mouth. Like I know people that watch the news. I cut the news out of my, my life in like 2016, got rid of cable and we just stream, you know, Netflix and Amazon and all, right, all this right. stuff, Disney. But, um, people that, if you listen to the news channel for five years in a row, you're going to start talking just, Hey, did you see a uh, homie, homie got shot? Oh, did you see you got robbed? You're going to start talking negative stuff and start mm -hmm. living in your unconscious brain. And yeah. that's something you got to untrain and start reprogramming it in the right direction. And the same as you're growing up as a kid in a mm -hmm. tough environment, you start thinking that that's just the way of life. And it's not. There's so much more out there. And you can reprogram it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Whatever whatever a person finds their ways of uh, the, the way that helps them reprogram, stick to it. Yes. Like therapy is not for everybody. Right. You know? journaling is not for everybody <laughs> definitely not you know, I know, yeah. but I, I i know some guys who are they don't they don't go to church which is fine they don't see a therapist which is fine they don't journal which is fine for some guys going to the gym does all that for them right exactly right it's just finding what makes you happy yes yeah finding and, what keeps your balance and and lives your best life. Yeah. yeah. I know people that don't do any of that stuff either. I know people that just drink and they're totally happy. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. right. And yeah. I'm like, damn, I'm happy for you, man. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's awesome. Right, right. I got to work a little harder. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, that thing that made me happy growing up was magic. You know, yes. It, 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 I kind of, I kind of veered off of this my apologies but that thing for me you know what started as like oh yeah i, I just want to learn cool tricks you know to show my friends it yeah. it truly became me like it, it became a part of me like i i just loved the creative process of it i love the the outlet it gave me mm -hmm. i love the just everything about it you know i i complain sort of like being the guy that is told dance monkey dance right right but i'm also proud of that yes. right like i'm proud of being that guy like that you can't do what i'm doing <laughs> exactly right? yes so Unique. um as as a as a kid in seventh grade and and on that was a huge part of my life man just it was it allowed me to separate myself i would stand in front of a mirror for hours for anybody that doesn't know <laughs> practicing magic it, a mirror is a huge part of practicing magic because you need eyes yes right or a camera which when we were young we, we didn't have like fancy cameras right well, we so had the mirror yeah, yeah we, had, <laughs> we had the mirror an old camcorder yeah big yeah ass, right? and yeah. so learning learning angles and learning just just learning everything about magic was really was really intriguing to me and, and allowed me that separation from 
temporary separation from all those worries and all the anxieties of my of my day-to-day life and it slowly but surely just became so much a part of my life that it kind of helped like it, it helped not not just kind of it, it helped dramatically right um how i see how i how i saw things and um it helped me separate so much like what, what's the what's the best what's the best uh as, as a safety person here what's the best thing you can do to control a hazard you just eliminate it right right it helped me eliminate some of those things yeah because I, I would just completely separate myself definitely right and so um magic it, it definitely it, it saved my life it did man that's, that's really cool man that's so cool how that intertwined into that and i mean living in a crazy household um and being stuck there i mean there's not like you moved out at 17 but you just practiced and they got you away from it and kept you mentally sane yeah time so that's really cool man yeah so and, um did you watch a lot of you know magicians on on tv or did you watch any movies or did you have a favorite magician that you you, you watched oh man oh this is a rabbit hole here dude. you ready <laughs> yeah <laughs> so oh man so i i didn't have anybody you know bakersfield it's it's not very magic heavy it might be more so now because of like America's got talent and just like YouTube in general and social media in general. But when I was learning magic, I truthfully learned a lot by myself just reading books. Um, but my favorite magician who recently passed away, uh, my all time favorite magician, he shaped Bert the way Wonderstone. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, <come> on. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> uh, carrot top. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, I watched him twice live in the front room. I thought right. he was pretty good live. Oh, yeah, no, he's great. Man. He, uh, no, uh, <laughs> that wasn't a stab at carrot top, but he's definitely not the best magician. <laughs> he's just a funny guy. That, he, has, who, he has a treasure he, box like I do at home. <laughs> right. Um, Ricky J. Ricky you ever, J. You ever hear of Ricky J? Man, probably if I've seen him, you know what? He came out with a special, um, I, it was, I forgot. I don't know what year he came out with it, but he came out with an HBO special and it was called uh, Ricky J and his 52 assistants and yeah. Ricky J he's a magic historian, right? but he was also a performer. You know, he was, he was a master of card deception, card cheating. Right. So you know me as doing magic, right? Yeah. But I'm super heavy into misdirection. I'm super heavy into like deception and of course. Um, but isn't that mostly the the game? Yeah, the game you know, I, the game? I, yeah. I I love card cheating. Like Ricky Jay, he was a historian. He was a performer, but yeah, I watched his HBO special. Oh my goodness, man! So many times. We're pulling a Ricky Jay right now. Yeah, dude, he's he's the goat. Oh, okay. I don't, have seen him. Yes. Don't at me, him. dude. Don't at me. He's the goat. Yeah. Right? right on. Right on. Okay. <laughs> Ricky, uh, his whole his the whole special is on on uh, YouTube. Right. Yeah. I will. I'll look it up. Uh, Ricky J. He's my by far my favorite magician. Yeah. By far. He recently passed away, but his pictures on my wall. Oh, right on. Yeah, literally in my dining room, dude. His <laughs> pictures. <laughs> him and uh, four other guys. Four That's other awesome. Guys. Right yeah, on. Who's the other magicians. guys? So, Ricky J. He's my goat. Yeah. He, he he's the best man. Um, somebody who was actually a better magician than him, who was known as uh, the professor, um, a better magician in some ways, maybe like uh, super knacky things with his hands. Right. Um, sorry about that. Um, super knacky things with his hands. Uh, he was known as the professor, and his name was Di Vernon. He died at the age of ninety-three in nineteen ninety-three. Oh wow! Have you guys ever been in the Magic Castle? I haven't, but I, I was researching some stuff and I saw that. Explain that. What is that? So uh, I've is been that, there. Is that, the, is that the Hall of Fame? So essentially, <laughs> yeah. Know, so the Magic Castle is is, is in it's in Hollywood. Uh, it's also known as the Academy of Magical Arts. Gotcha. Um, it's a school. It's a deep library of magic. Um, Divernon's ashes are there. Oh wow! So uh, what it is? It's it's. But he loved magic. His life was magic. Oh, his life was magic. He. His quote was, uh, he started doing at the age, he started doing magic at the age seven and he wasted the first six years of his life. That's, that's what he said. <laughs> that's a great quote. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the professor, um, anytime you're on YouTube, look up Di Vernon, cups and balls, anything with cards. Uh, he fooled Harry Houdini. 
with, oh, wow. with a deck of cards. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. But the so you're a student of this too. Oh, uh, I do. I'm, to be, I stand right? on the shoulders of giants too. Yeah. There, right there are some people that you've never even heard of that will just blow your mind. Yeah. That with with, with any deck of cards, with any with any object, will just. Well, of course, you've heard of uh, you know all the all the top magicians out right now, Chris Angel. And then we have Houdini, of course. Yeah. Um, she got Burt Wonderstone. <laughs> Burt Wonderstone. <laughs> David Blaine. David Blaine, of course, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the Magic Castle, it's like the, the world's largest, most secretive club on earth. Right. Um, people know about it, so knowing about it isn't secret, but what's in there is secret. Okay. So um, my wife and I went. We had the privilege of going. You can only be, you can only make entrance by, in, by invite right. from a member. So if you guys ever want to go to the castle, just let me know. Dude, so you said uh, you, you were, we talked a little bit about this. You said two things, that you turned pro, a professional magician, right? I mean, is there a certain such thing as that, or did I misinterpret so, that? So, yeah, no. So in 2013, I it was considered that I went pro because I was actually doing paid shows. You were getting paid. Yeah, okay, like that's I, same, same as golf, for I, sure. Yeah, I, I opened for uh, Carlos Mencia. Yeah. Um, oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, Heck, dude. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so how'd it go? <laughs> so he was, he was performing at the, at the Timbler. Yeah. Uh, right here in, right here in Bakersfield. And, um, they called me up and said, Hey, Carlos needs another opener. I was like, <laughs> I have this tendency to just say yes. <laughs> so oh, yeah. I was like, cool. I was like, I, I'm not, a, I'm not a stand up comic, but you know, sometimes when I do like stand up routines, um, I can do like parlor in the magic world. They're called parlor routines. Right. And I'm standing up at a mic, calling people up, just doing close up magic, but on a stage. Right. Right. And so that's the, pretty close stage. Yeah. Yeah. 20, 30, 40 feet max. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, uh, for the first half I was there, I was walking around doing what we call strolling magic. And then I met Carlos, uh, backstage. Well, there it's kind of like side stage, but it's, canopied right <laughs> and i did some magic for him and one of his other openers even um he was pretty speechless he was a little standoffish yeah. uh i think i think he just keeps a tight lip and he's pretty timid around other around other you know entertainers just because of everything that popped off with rogan years ago i know yeah but uh nonetheless he was a nice guy i, I did i did a bunch of magic for him and uh one of his other openers who freaked out um uh, but yeah uh, me opening and generally it, it went really good yeah. and so the question two you have you're still secrets in the game like you said you know right now with technology modern technology people think they got it figured out or yeah. you know kind of like wwf and e-wrestling you know right. we all know it's fake now you know yeah, <laughs> but yeah, you, yeah. it's not like that right no i mean there's so many ways to skin a cat there's so <laughs> many ways to do the same trick right if i vanish a coin I can show you how I I can show you that method, right? But then I want to know after this too. Twenty seconds it's my later, my son's birthday tomorrow, so I want to do some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty seconds later, I can I can vanish the coin and I can make it look completely different, and you will have zero clue how I did it, right? I can promise that. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, yeah, there's although the evolution of technology and the internet exposes certain things, there's there's magic is still really secretive right you can't just learn whatever trick you want to learn mm -hmm. um say you see something on america's got talent and as a magician i hear this all the time dude oh did you see that guy on america's got talent yeah i know how he did it we we researched it oh yeah i'm like i'm sure you did bud you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, and then they give me some like crazy method and i'm like even close. i'm like no i'm like can you do it that way no should you know <laughs> so big question do you believe in magic? Uh, <laughs> magic is a feeling. Okay. Just like art, right? I think Shia LaBeouf said it the best. Art is anything that moves you, mm, right? Nice. So if magic moves you in such a way that you, it makes you feel nostalgic, yeah. the way it moves me is knowing it's fake. I, I know there's a trick to it. Even when I, when, I, when I watch other magicians, it moves me because it makes it more of an art knowing that they're doing something under my nose and it's not reality but right. it's, it's it's just mind-blowing it's mind-blowing you're, you're 
brain can't comprehend what's going on so fast. It's sleight of hand, right? I mean, is that yeah, the, the words? Is that it, right words? It, a lot of magic is sleight of hand. Mm -hmm. and, and you can you can be a full-time working professional magician just using sleight of hand and not have any cognitive control or, or any mentalism or not know a lick about psychology and the way the and the way the brain works. A lot of that has to do with magic too, but you can you can get away with a career in magic just by doing sleight of hand and not talk. Wow. Look at, look at Teller. Yeah. From Penn and Teller. Um, his whole stick for not talking was to stop hecklers. <laughs> yeah. Was to stop hecklers. If he didn't <laughs> talk, uh, and his thought was if, if, if I didn't talk, um, what are they going to heckle? Right. Right. Because a lot of the times uh, an underexperienced magician will talk too much. Right. So that's what stems hecklers. That's what kind of created people heckling. Yeah, right. I kind of experienced that with sales. Like, if you're a rookie and you're, nerv you're really nervous, you talk too much, to talk too fast, move around a lot, and you don't make any sense. Yep. Yeah, and that that's what that's what Teller's thoughts that's were. Boo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How can you boo somebody not talking? <laughs> They're perfect. Yeah. <laughs> right. But yeah, man, it's a a lot of it is sleight of hand for sure, but um, psychology has a lot to do with it. Mm -hmm. You know, there there's certain things in magic where I can literally have you you know, think of a card, merely think of a card. And I can tell you through a very simple process, exactly what card you were thinking of. Wow. Right. And that has no sleight of hand. Right. That's, it's a lot psychological. That's crazy. I never really thought about that till right now. That's e really cool. Everything a magician does or says has a purpose. Mm -hmm. Everything, you know, absolutely everything. If, if a magician during a routine, if he moves his water to get it out of the way, he, there's a reason why he moved his water to get out of the way. There's a reason why it was there to begin with. Wow. So you're an artist up there. You're exactly. Yeah. Very detailed. Yep. Everything has its place. Everything has its purpose. Wow. And magic. And that's what I love about it. It's yeah. an art. It truly is an art form. Wow. And uh, most of the. I'm like Joe Rogan right now. Wow. Wow. <laughs> the whole time. I really am impressed. Pull, pull that up, Art. Pull up. <laughs> yes. Uh, so what, what's your, man, that's so cool. I want to like, I want to see a show now. I mean. Uh, yeah, I can show you something. So um, you, you've seen, you've done some shows, right? I mean, uh, mm -hmm. recently. I, I know that. I've, I haven't done a whole lot since the pandemic, but. Right. Uh, do I do magic all the time? Yeah. Yeah. I just haven't been doing a whole lot of, you know, show up you know, put my time in to get paid. I haven't really done a whole lot of that lately, but right. I do magic all the time because guys like Mike Yates don't let me show up without, you know. Deck of cards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you're bringing some stuff on the show. <laughs> yeah. Dude, so I've been into personal branding, man. I'd love for you. I mean, first off, before I get into that, do you still love magic as much as you ever have? Dude, I still love magic, man. Yes. Yeah. And you would like to pursue that as uh, well. I gave up that pipe dream. But that doesn't mean I don't love it as much right. as I used to. Like, I still love it the same. Yeah. I just love it for other reasons. Right. Right. Growing up as a young buck, no kids or, you know, just just, just young and not really knowing what my priorities were or what they should be. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, it was a pipe dream, man. You know, I just I wanted to do magic for a living. And ultimately, it, it, it would take me to only have magic to worry about. And and unless somebody came to me and says, "Hey, dude, like I can make you a millionaire tomorrow," yeah, yeah, sure, I will. Well, but I have the skills too. Yeah, so you know? I agree. I think right now is a good time, man. Maybe it's just all perspective and mindset too. If someone out there would like to see Tyler Payne do some magic and watch it, and maybe pay some money to have yeah. you train him, I mean, that's something that could be done. I love if teaching your kid, magic. Your kids love magic. If you want to hire him for a show, I'm sure you're down to do that. Mm -hmm. But right now, through the pandemic, people are creating new ways to, you know, make some money doing what they love to do. And I think training online or maybe just doing shows online virtually could be something maybe it's possible. Yeah, definitely. Um, if anybody has anybody at any age, uh, really, man, I, I love to teach magic. I didn't have that luxury of having like a full time mentor learning magic. Uh, but I did have a mentor at one point, which um, he's actually very famous magician um he was my mentor a long distance relationship because he, he lives in florida but if you guys ever heard the name michael amar um i have not but i'm gonna look him up <laughs> michael uh michael amar um sometimes they pronounce it as michael amar mm -hmm. 
but um a lot of the tricks you'll see he created yeah right? he, he's a mastermind of magic and he was a long distance relationship i had and, and he filled me in on some things to to really expect and, and pursuing magic and he helped me technically with some things and uh yeah other than that i really didn't have a i didn't really have like anybody close you know close to me face to face teaching me magic so um i love teaching it yeah and uh if i can help anybody even if they don't want to pursue magic as a career even if they just want to pick up a hobby i'd be happy to teach but i did i don't just teach anybody right you know there's 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 plenty of people that come to me and say, Hey, you know, teach me. Yeah. You got to have a passion and willing and desire to, you know, progress for yeah. sure. Yep. And, and, you know, there's, there's societies in magic, you know, uh, society of American magicians. Right. Um, that's a real thing. You know, you have to take oath and you have to, you have to pledge that you'll, that you would treat magic as a secret, as an art. Wow. You know? It's not just, <laughs> it's it's like I said, it's more than you're people. taking this to the grave. I'm taking this to the grave. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. So how do you get sworn in? How's that? How's that process work? So we do have a local branch here for the uh, American. Uh, in in a, in America, we have several different societies. So honestly, I'm not sure how existent it is now. It might be pretty existent, but it might not be. But uh, we have a local branch here for the Society of American Magicians. Um, we used to meet up somewhere on the east side years ago, and I was a sergeant at arms. And um, you don't necessarily get sworn in; it's not like in person, you know, swear thing. But right, you you sign some paperwork. You you know, you take an oath to um, follow certain conduct and stuff <laughs> like that. Crazy. And you have a card. I think I have my card on me, dude. It might wow, be in my truck. Like yeah, professional magician. Is that what I said? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think it just states like you're, you're, you'll you're never get an approved of me. member. I'll yeah. make you disappear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, any, anybody who wants to learn magic, I'd be happy to teach. So um, if you had to teach someone a trick, what would be the first trick you'd want to show? Honestly, it depends on them. It really depends. Right. Uh, you start someone you start, with really slow hands like me. Really slow <laughs> no, hands. Yeah. Probably uh like one of one of those. You know? <laughs> Dude, I've always wanted to learn that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, uh it, it really just depends their interest. Like so the the finger coming off there. All right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. We'll start there for you. All right, we'll start there. Well, the quarter in the ear. Yeah, right? It might be a little hard for you. But. I never understood that. <laughs> Dude, I uh I did that to my to my nephew. Uh, I pulled like a nickel out of his ear or something and he went to school and they had to rush him to the hospital because he had something stuck in his ear. <laughs> oh my God. He, he was yeah. trying to, he was trying to do the trick. <laughs> nice. like, no. That's awesome. But, Backfire. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the people that I have taught magic to and it never so far, it hasn't gone far because typically the process is they, they see me do tricks Yeah, and they're like, oh, li- I want to learn those. Right. And I'm like, no, it's not for you. No, it's a secret society shit. Yeah, it's not for you. Like you have to. I, I yeah, don't, you're not even sworn in, bro. Right. <laughs> well, well, the thing is, they see a specific trick, yeah. and that's all they care about. You have to have like true respect of the mechanics, the moves, the theories. Yeah, you have to be in it, man. Yeah, like it, it's a process. What is your favorite trick? Oh man, oh, my favorite all-time favorite trick is probably. Oh, this is tough, man. Yeah, tough. this is tough. I mean, because I have five guys. I have five guys on my wall. Oh yeah, man. and if I had if I had to choose a trick that I can that will never get old, and it's not even the most technically difficult by any means, probably Ricky Jay's version of what's called. Um, I can't say the name. <laughs> I can't say the name. Uh, it's secret society. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Oh my if, gosh. If, if I say the name, <laughs> what did he do? Who did what disappeared? <laughs> well, watch, watch Ricky J and his 52 assistants. And it's the trick that he has four aces. Okay. Four aces. And I believe four Queens, I think he uses, and it, there's a story for it. Okay. Uh, the thing about Ricky J is his entire show is scripted. So it's a card trick. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. Most of his stuff is, is card tricks, but right. Uh, why he says 52, uh, assistance 
is because, um, or he had two cards. Yeah. That. And he also wrote a book called cards as weapons. He was the first guy to like, be able to throw a playing card and like stab a watermelon. Yeah. So like I used that. to do that all the time. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my stepbrother. Yeah. Oh, did, did you actually stab we really, it? Yeah. We really, oh, I thought you were off. joking. <laughs> no, we really did. We used to love it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was the first guy who like popularized that. So. Yeah. But yeah, it, watch that, watch that special. And you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, we played 52 card pickup after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> 52 card. You know how many times I played that game? Dude? Yeah. <laughs> right, I know, right? It's a terrible, lot. terrible prank. Oh That's man, a, the worst magic trick ever. My, <laughs> my poor wife, dude. Because sometimes I will like dream of something. I'll dream of like I need to figure out how I did that in the, in the dream. Yeah, and like she's been my guinea pig for years, dude. Dude, that means she's it's got to be. Something you got to pursue, man. She hates magic. About it. Oh, she does? <laughs> she yeah, hates magic. I mean, she, not true. Probably like but. me. She has slow hands. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> slow hands. Yeah, I mean, she doesn't hate magic at its core, but she probably just, she's sick of it. So I was looking up some um, some magic stuff earlier, and do you consider yourself a card mechanic? Card mechanic. <laughs> not a card mechanic, but card mechanic. If I, look, if I said that I was a card mechanic, oh, man. No, the secret society would ban you. I mean, just because, <laughs> like I said, I stand on the shoulders of giants, mm-hmm. right? So, maybe am I a card mechanic versus everybody else? That's top notch. That's perfect. That's. I mean, Chris Angel, right? I can smoke him with cards. Oh, really? Right. Absolutely, on. dude. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, David Blaine. Yeah. He might. He might beat me. He might. He might be more technically savvy. Gotcha. Um, it really just depends. But there's other card mechanics that will blow me out of the water. Right. But am I the best guy at the at the at the at the home poker game? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So have you did you ever think about going to Vegas with your uh I did. Uh I went to Vegas. Uh David Blaine got to meet me. That was pretty cool. Uh yeah. yeah. He got to meet you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like that one. <laughs> That's a hor- horrible magician joke. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, I got you, right? Yeah. It was no. a thinker, dude. It was a thinker. Now, yeah. Have you ever used it to try to you know, make some money in Vegas is what I'm talking about. You won't see me on a card table in Vegas. Right? No. Absolutely not. Once Absolutely you, Once you not. got that card on you, you're you can't you can't join the tables, huh? Well, no, uh, no, uh, I can, but once you have that knowledge, like uh, you you just kind of see everything. Right. Um, Vegas has been in business for how long? <laughs> gotcha. There's a reason why. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> There's a reason why, dude. Uh, everything's not all up to snuff like people think. Now Vegas don't come for me, but you know. <laughs> yeah. So what's what's unique about you compared to other uh, magicians? You'd say the biggest compliment that I have doing magic is that I'm funny, and it's weird because I don't try to be funny. I don't consider myself like a humorous person. Like I'm right. sure I am, maybe in my own way. <laughs> yeah. But my humor can be pretty dry at times. Or sometimes I have to explain my joke, right? And then they're like, oh, yeah, you know, just laughing to be nice. (laughs) But uh, the biggest compliment other than, like, technical stuff is just that it was funny. Yeah. So, I mean, I do do like to. Entertain the crowd. Yeah. You know, I just, I I have ways of moving a crowd. Um, I have ways of getting people out of their shell. I have ways to shut people up, right? (laughs) Right. Um, You do it at home, too? You know how to do that? That's a, uh, dude, you're I, a million I, dollars right I, now with that. I, I do magic, not miracles. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't, I can't shut everybody up. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, yeah. so you could have been a millionaire right now. This podcast could have went through the roof. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I, I do know how to work a crowd and I, that just comes from experience. Yeah. You know, I remember my first paid gig, dude, I was petrified petrified man i mean and i knew i had the chops to do you know i knew i can technically you know how long were you carry. practicing until you did that oh um uh, i think <laughs> i think my first paid gig was at a birthday party at skateland <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> and i was like every bit of like maybe a year into magic probably not even that oh man and i think they paid me 20 bucks to, <laughs> to go out there and i <laughs> I did some card tricks and then I got a, a coin and I shoved it in a soda can and it was like a signed coin and I shoved it in, in a closed, never open full can of soda. 
opened it and their signed coin was in the was in the can. Well, you and pulled it, off the trick though, at least. Oh yeah, no, I I killed it, dude. I killed <laughs> yeah. it. I got like I got like six phone numbers that day. No. Oh yeah. No. <laughs> so speaking of phone numbers, how'd you meet your wife? You're gonna tell you tell us that. Well, so we we actually met in summer school after eighth grade at South High. Okay. I, I went to South High. Right. Um, she went to South High for first two years, but she transferred to uh, Centennial. But um, did I mean, you make I mean, her disappear? <laughs> magic not miracles <laughs> okay um so one of our first discussions was magic and she was like what what do you mean you do magic and mm-hmm. she she probably said oh what instrument do you play because for some reason every time i say like oh, I'm, a, I'm a magician for some reason people hear musician and yeah. they're like oh what do you play i'm like dude i said magician. you didn't do the old but, yeah. i'll make my weenie disappear did uh, you? i played the, the disappearing <laughs> salami <laughs> yeah no <laughs> No, um, I showed her how to. If that works, that would have been a genius. <laughs> Never yeah, worked no, for me. I showed her how to. Uh, it didn't work for you. Uh, I showed her how to vanish a toothpick. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, I remember. I, I I had a toothpick, or maybe it was like, I don't, it was something. Maybe a toothpick, maybe a pin cap, something of that size, right? And I stuck stuck it in my hand, and I made it vanish. And then she was like, <laughs> <laughs> and then right of on. course, did she like it? Yeah, no, okay, she liked okay, it, dude. Right and, um, she wanted to see more. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can, I could totally, I could, I could teach you that trick. It, it's no secret of the game, but um, I now did you it. Got a toothpick, <laughs> <laughs> uh, or like a thin or pin cap or yeah. something. But I showed her how to do it, and she actually got pretty good at it. And uh, you got a pin right here. Does it have a cap? No, uh, just, oh, just no. like one of those stylus things. Yeah, gotcha. No, that's all right. But uh, yeah, so she fell in love with the magic. Yeah, and of course the pain. Yeah, the pain. <laughs> yeah, the pain. No, um, I, I was a charmer. I was a charmer for sure. And I showed her how to do that trick, and then she actually got it down pretty good. But the first time, first time I told her, "Hey, like off the record, show me as if I don't if I don't know the trick." Did she totally bombed it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, "You just did it good, you know." And then I told you, "Forget, I I don't know how to do it." And yeah, she bombed it. Oh, that's cool. If man. if we had something like a, a oh, I could probably show you with this. Oh, he's got a magic marker. No, it's just a Sharpie, but so ah, this is pretty wide, but something smaller, something that can like hide in your finger there. Yeah. Right. It was called like a finger palm. So the trick was, was simple, you know, just kind of shove it in your hand and make it, make it, make it <laughs> like from angles for everything. You're, right? you're so, going to get me every time. <laughs> dude, I wasn't even, that's like nothing, dude. But, uh, I'm easily entertained. Uh, I mean, maybe I could snap this off and make it look pretty good. But essentially what it is, is, you know, when, when you make it vanish, when you make it vanish, you shove it in your hand. Uh, it's super hard with the thick cap. Oh, yeah, yeah. Shove it in your hand. Ready. Right. And you make you it got vanish. me again. <laughs> <laughs> but it, 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 it ends up there. Right. Ultimately, it's the two hand trick. Yeah, right. It ends up there. Right. Nice. And she actually got pretty good at it. You know, she, oh, would, yeah. she would do the do the stuff. Right. And, you know, she would. She would vanish it, and then she did it. And then I was like, where did it go? And then she was like, I don't know. And I was like, yeah, don't do that. And she's like, I don't know where it went. But, yeah, that that's how I met my wife. That's cool, man. So long yeah. time. It's been a long time. Long time, dude. We we stopped dating, um, like, sophomore year. We dated from then to, like, sophomore year. And then we, she just moved high schools, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, stupid high school drama, you know, and then. Reconnected later. Yeah. Yeah, we rekindled. Dude, so I got to ask you a question that I always ask, and then I'm, let's see a magic trick with some cards. For sure. We got to see it. Let's do it. So I always ask everybody, you know, I always try to rep my Bakersfieldians and uh, repping you, and hopefully someone out there will reach out to you and want to get trained on some magic or uh, invite you into an event. But what do you love about Bakersfield? Honestly, I'm two hours, roughly two hours away in any direction from anything cool. Like I, I know Bakersfield sometimes will get a bad rap, and like I said, just with life, I can find a hundred reasons why I don't like Bakersfield. But right. I, yes, I can find a million reasons why I do like Bakersfield, right? But honestly, the favorite, the, the most rewarding part about living in Bakersfield is, as of right now, a cost of living isn't insane compared to other places in California, mm-hmm. um, and also travel just two or three hours in any direction and. You, just, you can have a blast. <laughs> I agree. The beach, yeah. the mountains. 
Yeah. Uh, Vegas, you can get there in three and a half hours. Yeah. You know, if you drive safely. Yeah, drive <laughs> safe. And uh, yeah. San Diego is not too far. Yeah. So we have some Yosemite, all kinds of great stuff. Mm-hmm. You do pay the costs and, and to live in California for the weather for sure, but yeah, it could be worth it. Yeah. So we get a little bit of a discount because the Central uh, Central Valley Air. Or not the Central Valley. Yeah, the Central Valley air. Yeah, right. our, our air is pretty bad. But. Yeah, yeah, I know. But we love Bakersfield either way. Yeah. So also, what legacy do would you like to leave behind? You know, when you pass away long, when you disappear a long time from now, what do you want to leave for your kids, grandkids to uh, remember you by? Ultimately, my legacy is what I want my kids to remember me by is he strived to be great. Ultimately, that doesn't mean that I was the greatest thing ever walked the earth. That doesn't mean that everything I did was great. It just, as long as they know that I always used self-reflection and that he strived for greatness in everything I did, I'll be happy. And as long as they take some of that, I'll be happy. Love it. I just don't ever want my kids or, you know, anybody that loves me to think I, I settled for less. Yeah. As long as they don't know, as long as they don't think that I'm good. Dude, I love it, man. That's a, that's a, Really good way to, to put that. Let's see a magic trick now. Yeah, uh, I, I forgot my card. No, I'm just <laughs> Oh, no. Make him appear. Let's see how good, good you are. Right. Let's see. Man. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Kind of, uh... All right, folks. Here we go. You know, I got fold on the marker cap, so... This should be a pretty easy trick for you. People who watch that, or they're going to see like how it works, and they're going to be like, dude, my gauge is easy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't even consider that a magic trick anymore. No, I'm, to- I'm totally joking. <laughs> I know, but- I know. <laughs> I'm uh, going to practice that tomorrow, though. Right. Um, are you good at following directions? Uh, what, what, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Yes. Uh, okay, cool. All right. Oh, let me get this joker out of there. First, do you want to like leave? A, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do you want to uh, inspect the cards or anything? I, like I that? trust yeah. you. I Honestly, look, they're real cards. I mean, you'll trick me either way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't practice all these years to use gimmicked cards. Exactly right. But um, actually, I don't even, honestly, I don't even own like gimmick cards. Like, I don't own just a regular trick cards. Basic bicycle set. Dude, Costco sells them by the bricks. That's mm-hmm. me all day. How many deck of cards do you have? You own? Oh, gosh. Oh man. Sounds like a lot. <laughs> a lot. Yeah, a lot. Over a yeah. hundred? For sure. Yeah, damn. Yeah, for sure. Right on. I actually have like ten decks that are on my wall below those five pictures. Yes. Of my of my idols. This yeah. guy means business. Real deal here. Yeah. Um I, I have a picture of it too. I'll show you after this. All right. Um yeah. Uh let's see here. Go ahead and uh reach in and just take any card like it could be any card. Don't let me like influence your choice. And don't um, let you look at it. Yeah, don't let me look at it. Okay. All right, here we and go. And if you like, if you if, <laughs> this is all I'm for sorry, a reason. Yeah, <laughs> if you if, if for some reason you forget the card, remember that's going to be bad. We're we're going to have like a a plot with no climax. All right, so don't forget the card. We got to have a climax. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and one last thing. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Actually, I'll, I'll just uh, I'll, I'll dribble the cards like that, and then. Uh, as I do it, you just say stop, okay? Damn it, you're too slow. God damn it, dude. You're too slow. <laughs> nice. Okay, I'm getting it now. <laughs> no, uh, just just take uh, take whatever jumps out at you. I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> it, could, it could be anything. It could be anything. Are we really doing this here? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Look at it. Look at it. And uh, don't don't let me see it. Okay. I've seen this trick before, but okay. I, I still don't want to see it. Right. Uh, take the Sharpie and sign the, the face of the card. All right. Okay, or you can sign, you can put your name, an emoji, whatever you want. It doesn't right. matter. The idea is to make that card one of a kind. Okay, so that that's our goal right here. All right, here we go. It's a little tough, but I did it. All right, recap the pen for me. I'm not a wealthy man. You got to check this one. All right. <laughs> oh my God, here we go. I, I can show you how to vanish that too. Here, All right, yeah. put it back in. Yes, sir. All right, we got it. So easy part, losing the card. Okay. Okay. Most difficult part is finding it watch just let me show you some of my chops here you ever hear of a a pharaoh shuffle uh i've heard of it never could do it one for one for one for one shuffle oh wow bam that was was pretty close but yeah it's 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 just a perfect shuffle other words of perfect absolutely that's uh so unfortunately during that pharaoh shuffle i 
I kind of lost your card, like actually lost it. <laughs> oh yeah, so, uh, right on. So uh, as long as as long as you so know what it your is. Business. <laughs> yeah. So um. Oh man. Okay. Let Let's see if I can. Uh, oh, see if I can do this here. I'm just showing a little bit of chops now. I'm being. <laughs> I'm bragging, being showing yeah, off here. Yeah, braggadocious. But unfortunately, I did forget to hold my thumb in the front, so I really did lose your card. Oh, that's awesome. But um. We're going to continue anyway. All okay, right. All right. Are you good at following directions? Yes. All right. Should I ask your wife? Because sometimes wives have completely different answers. Oh, man. You? She's going to listen to this and be yelling at me right now. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Follow, follow what I do. Okay. Okay. Now, notice, did I say follow as I do or do as I do? Follow what I do. I just really wanted to do it. I'm sorry. I just really, <laughs> dude, it was calling. It was calling. <laughs> it was calling. I love it. <laughs> Look, with that, with that, I know that your card was the ace. When you, you signed it, right? Yep. Did you really sign it? I did sign it. Is it real small? Nope. Swear. <laughs> Swear. Oh, yeah, it was big. All right. <laughs> Hold on. Well, one more shot. One Kinda more like shot. Behind the weenie. <laughs> <laughs> one more shot here. Here, put your hand over the ace for me. Like, Real tight. Don't let me get to it. So that wasn't your card? No. And you did sign it? I did sign it. Let's see. Um, oh, God. Let's see. Um, do you know how to count to, let's say, five? Sometimes. If you don't know the words, you can hum it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know the words, it's fine. I'm ready. Uh, go ahead and uh, count to five for me. One, two, three, yep. four, five. Was that your card? No. Was it? Not that's, the... that's the ace. What? If I'm... If I'm holding the ace, where are you holding? <laughs> That's my card. Oh, uh, and it's signed? <laughs> it <Yeah>. is signed, <laughs> yes. Yeah, awesome. Now, right on, brother. <laughs> now, <laughs> the, thing about, the thing about this is, is, is you signed it. You, you can clearly see he signed it. Yeah. Uh, what'd you put on there? Jack of hearts. Let's put my initials, M-Y. M, okay, M-Y. So thing about that is that makes your card pretty like ambitious. So regardless of what I do with it, it's going to come back, right? It, it'll, it'll always find... It's way back to me, <laughs> right now. I cheat, right? That's my job. Just like I said, that was I, pretty <laughs> awesome, right there. Yeah, I, 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 I do cheat. Um, uh, is it okay if I step over here with him? Real quick? Come on. Uh, you, you can stay beside me. Uh, let me just show you how I, how I do this, because I can tell you I cheat all day, but doesn't doesn't necessarily mean that I'm showing you how I do it. So let me show you how I do it. This time I'll leave it protruding. I'll stick it there. Finish pushing it in all the way. <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> so where can everyone find Tyler Payne, the magic man? Uh you can find me uh Facebook, Instagram. Uh I also have a YouTube channel. Uh the YouTube channel, um, what that consists of is uh, I like to stream like uh UFC fights, uh boxing matches, anything combat sports. I just like to get on there, stream it, talk, talk to talk to people who also love fights like i do that's like my second love dude. oh man me too i love i love it uh so yeah. what's the name of the channel uh painful combat p-a-y-n-e-f-u-l and do you combat. do magic on there at all as well uh i mean i'll i'll do magic live for sure yeah yeah if somebody jumps on and says they want to see some magic i'll do some magic we will do it tonight yeah. be yeah. ready <laughs> hey thanks t-pain appreciate yeah. it man thanks man all right brother